now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 763, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you anywhere in the world. Just text Vicki or myself, Stephanie, for a free quote at 636-373-4497. So this whole episode is going to be about adventures at Disney during Hurricane Ian. And I'm not sliding it or anything like that, so please... If you're listening, I'm not making light of it. It just was something that I don't think Stephanie and I ever thought that we would be a part of. And a lot of this is gonna be me kind of asking and probing questions from Vicki because Vicki was there during the entire thing and I got out. Um, So we're gonna kind of just share a little bit of our experience with that, but I'm gonna really dive into let Vicki let you guys know what it is like being at the Disney resorts during something like this. Well, first off, uh, Stephanie got there on Friday night, correct? Wait, Friday? Yeah, Friday evening. I think we left, right, just a couple hours before you because you did Friday evening as well. Right. So, yes. So, we both got to Florida on the 23rd and actually it was the 24th by the time we got to the hotel, but that's another story. Um, Because that's going to be on our trip report, so I don't want to delve into that too much. But we think we told you this before on a previous podcast. We didn't know the other one was going at the same weekend. It just turned out that way. I don't know that my boss even believes that that's true. I know. Uh, When we had to send messages about where we were and how we might be stuck. That was like, wait, why are you guys there together? (laughs) We aren't. I explained the whole thing to her and I, I'm like, I promise you this was planned by my friends and I last year and she was just like looking at me like, sure it was. But anyway, that's nonetheless. So we got there, but we weren't in the same resort and Steph was there for an anniversary trip. I was there for a girl trip with my childhood friends, like one of my friends all the way back to fifth grade. So it was completely not the same and we were not going to uh, dampen Steph's anniversary trip. But while we were there, we ate at the Whispering Canyon Cafe, which we were staying at Wilderness Lodge. So we met up and said, hey. Yes, because it's the first time that we were at Disney at the same time. And that seemed like a photo opportunity. Absolutely. We had to get a picture. We did that. And at that point is when I really had started hearing more about the hurricane. And I know that Gina, that's on the show sometimes, she had texted me and said, are you and Stephanie worried about this hurricane? And I was like, no, because at that, I was like, it seemed like it wasn't going to be a problem. The girl that, one of the girls that was staying with me had lived in Panama City for a while and she had been watching it and she was explaining all the numbers and what that meant. I mean, she knew a lot. It was very impressive, actually. And she's like, it's going to turn. So when you saw me and you said, what do you think about this? I'm like, I think we're going to be fine. She says it's going to just pass by, not nothing. It's funny because Vicky was so laid back about it. Like, actually, I just pulled up our text messages, Vicky, and I texted you at the airport. At I was sitting at the airport. It was six o'clock on Friday night, and I said, "What are your thoughts on this hurricane?" And Vicky says, "What? 
there's a hurricane? <laughs> and then you said, I didn't know. Eh, you could still ride a lot of rides. <laughs> and I sent you something saying it's not looking so great. And I sent you this little thing about what to look out for. And you were just like, but I go, I'm worried about our flights home. And you said, oh, don't say that. Let's just all pray that there's good news. I've got 12 of my conferences done. Like she was just totally laid back and I was already in panic mode. <laughs> well, and, and rightfully so. You have three small children. I have adult children. So it's different in that respect. My student teacher was going to be with my students. So I think that I was able to, you know, just like yeah. level that out a little bit. But yeah, so then Sunday passes and Monday it starts looking like on the radar, there's a chance that we might get heavier rain than just the normal Florida rain. Okay, so we're asking, my again, we're asking my friend Jennifer and we're saying, what do you think? And she said, well, it could turn, but I don't think we need to worry about changing our flights. Meanwhile, Steph is already worried about change, that she needs to change her flight, but she doesn't want to miss her fun on Monday and Tuesday, which I totally get. That, because that was what we were thinking. So then Tuesday was our last park day, which we'll, we're doing our trip report tomorrow for next week's show. So I was like, okay, yeah, we'll just watch it. She seems thinks okay. Well, then we get up Tuesday morning and she's looking at the radar and she's like, well, I don't know, you guys. We might want to think about changing our flight. And then I think I text you and you said, no, I'm still going home on Tuesday night. Does that sound right? I think so. On on Tuesday, I, I woke up and texted you and said, hey, are you sticking with your Wednesday flight? Are you trying to get an early one, earlier one out? Um, and you said, oh, we're trying to leave at 10 tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So then that was when she had said that. So then we changed our flight because we were supposed to go to Epcot. That was our last park day. Wednesday was supposed to be park day for you? No, Tuesday. So we didn't go to the park because we were worried about, should we change our flight? So we were working on all those details. Then we finally got it to where we thought it was. So we didn't get to the park when it was open, which of course, you know, is not always ideal. And it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't ideal. So uh, then we go and find out we got our flights changed. We seemed golden. We we're going to get out of there. And when were your original flights supposed to be on Wednesday? It was supposed to be at eight something at night. Okay. So you changed it to earlier, 10 Changed it to 10, 10 in the morning. Then you texted me and said, do you know they're closing the airport at 10.30? But you should be okay because your flight is 10, 10 or something like that. Is that right? Something, yeah, that sounds about right. And I was like, okay, well, at least we're gonna get out of there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. And because at this point, I think you've already contacted our administrator, correct? Yeah. I mean, I had been panicking for, like I said, pretty much the whole time and just keeping on top of what was happening with the weather and trying to figure out, do we change things? Do we not? Am I being silly? Like, because I, I know I just have anxiety. I, I, that's just something I have. And so I can be a little bit much. I get that. And so I didn't want to change when they weren't allowing you to change at that time. It was, you know, we'd have to pay for more. And the flights were going to be like $550 right. for me to change to earlier in the day. And like, do I want to pay $550 for me to move my flight up for 12 hours? Like, that's kind of a lot. I'm not getting the other flight back. <laughs> this seems... Silly, and I don't even know if my flight's going to get canceled, and it didn't. So thank goodness I didn't thank change goodness. it. But uh, but that flight, I would have changed it, 
but then it was gone. So like I had been looking at this flight, thinking about spending that money to move it up, and then it was gone and I couldn't move it up. Then I was in, of course, panic because of that. Like I should have just paid the money, but my flight never got canceled. So then an hour after we left the resort to go to the parks, the ta- we were at lunch because we had a lunch reservation at, I don't even want to pretend that I know how to say the name of that Mexican restaurant in the pyramid, but Angela had gotten us reservations and she always wanted to eat there because you know you get to watch the ride and then it ended up well that's part of our trip before anyway we had great seats but we're sitting at the table and all of a sudden all four four phones vibrate which could never be a good sign uh, and then was that on tuesday night no um no that was tuesday at twelve fifty in the afternoon oh okay and it was southwest canceling our flight oh and then i don't know how much longer it was that you text me and told me that they were closing the airports. So then we went into panic mode and we realized we have no place to stay and we <laughs> and we can't get home. And what the heck are we gonna do? So we left the park, which I feel like that was hard. And I apologize listeners, if you have to listen, it'll be different when we're doing the trip report because we'll be talking about the fun things that we did. Uh, not that the hurricane wasn't fun for some people, <laughs> but that's another story. Uh, But anyway, so we went back to the resort to talk to the manager to see what are we going to do? And he was wonderful and he was super young or younger than me and her. And he was like, ladies, I don't want you to worry. I promise you will have a home and we will make sure you have food. He didn't tell us what it was going to be or where we were going to stay or anything. But he said he couldn't do that at that time, which only makes sense because it was before the check in for the Tuesday night reservations. And people's flights were still being canceled, so they needed to figure out like what was going, who was going to be there, and who wasn't. Correct. So we talked to him, and then I went upstairs and contacted our principal and my student teacher. <laughs> and that's when she was like, "Wait, are you a Stephanie?" Well, she did. She goes, "You're in Florida. Are you a Stephanie?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes and no." And she's like, "What?" And I said. We're both here, but I promise it was not planned. Well, then I looked her straight in the face the other day when I got back. And that's when she said, you can never, you two can never go on a trip again during hurricane season. (laughs) She said, that's very worrisome for your boss. I'm thinking you and half of our families besides. But um, so anyway, and then the media makes everything. I'm not saying that it wasn't bad. So please do not hear what I'm not saying. I don't want to get hate mail. Well, and... Orlando also was not the where Florida had it the worst either. Correct. But everything that the media kept showing, even in Orlando, they were showing the worst stuff, which I understand and then I don't. Because sometimes, like, just like you're saying, you, um, I have anxiety as well, but I'm on medicine for it. And so I think that sometimes I'm just able to cope a lot better. I used to cry at everything. I mean, I, you knew me when you first started working there and I was not on medicine and I cried a lot. Um, and then I was like, I got to do something about this. No, I, I didn't. The doctor did. The one day when I came in and he said, how are you doing today, Vicki? And I said, I'm fine. And I was crying. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, you're not fine. He said, can we now talk about that medicine that I've been talking about to you that a lot of teachers need? <laughs> and I was like, yes. So I think that that's why. But anyway, I really got off track. <laughs> so I, after I talked to my boss, then I, he said something about five o'clock. So I went back down there. Well, he was talking to two families. So this 
gentleman that was working the counter asked if he could help. And so of course we said, yes, we weren't gonna be rude. And he's like, oh yes, ma'am. We still don't know anything because we don't know about cancellations, but yes, you will definitely have a place. Don't worry, check back with us. He originally said tomorrow. And we're thinking, this is five o'clock. Surely they're gonna know something by when we, if we go back to the park and then come back by 1030, they're gonna know who's not checking in. And they really should have because what we found out the next day was there were two conferences coming and the conferences canceled. So like they were booked up for these two companies that were coming for conferences. That's why Yacht Club was booked up. Wow. So we decide on the way back in, if it's not the same manager, we will um, ask somebody because what can it do? What can it hurt? So this was like 1030 and we asked and they said, um, no, but we're going to put you on a list. And we were like, you're going to be number 10. And I said, but I came here twice already today. You said there weren't lists. You know, what's going on? Well, it's a list now. Are you going to be up for a while? And we thought that was a weird question. Why do you need to know if we're going to be up for a while? But I said, probably because we are girls and we talk. And he said, oh, well, then I'll just call your room in a little while. So we waited till 1 a.m. We took showers. We had on our pajamas. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I want to go to sleep if we're not going to know anything tonight. So we go downstairs in our pajamas and say, well, I don't even, we might have changed back into our clothes. Regardless, we went downstairs. You should have went in your pajamas. Like, hey, I'm trying to go to sleep. And yeah, still haven't called me. Pretty sure I scared a custodian, I mean, a, clean, a house, a mousekeeper one morning. That's another story <laughs> in my pajamas. That's why it made me think of it. Um, but anyways, so we go down there and he's like, yes. And I said, actually, somebody else asked us. And then I said, that gentleman right there told us he was going to call us back and ask us how late. And we told him we were going to stay up late, but it's 1 a.m. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just go to bed and we'll deal with it in the morning. I'm like, I don't want to. Right. Well, I woke up on my own and I'm sure it was because I was restless wondering what we were going to do. Uh, We did find out that our timeshare condo was available. And I guess it's because people weren't thinking, oh, go to a condo. They were thinking, go to a hotel is the only thing they could figure out because they had several available and I was just going to call, use our points and do it that way. Um, The only other thing was we didn't know about food. Like, what were we going to do for food? Because the condo, you have to bring your own food. And a lot of the stores were already selling out of stuff because people were starting to panic. They were already in panic mode. Yeah, like the... Not just the bread shelves, everything. Did you see the stores? Oh yeah. They're totally, like everything was totally wiped. I mean, people were having a hard time buying gas to get out of the city because we looked into renting a car, but then if we rent a car, you might not be able to find gas for the car and you might get stuck somewhere. And it was just, it was a mess. Were you the one that told us that you knew somebody that rented a U-Haul? No. We we heard of somebody, it must've been one of the guests their friend wanted to go home so badly they rented a u-haul truck not like the clo- enclosed kind just a truck like that you would haul big furniture or something like a just a regular truck like what my son drives they wanted they rented one of those and drove home that's that's a good idea because there were no cars to rent anymore right People, if, if you went to like enterprise or hertz like the they had one Tesla available, but I guess maybe nobody wanted to go and charge a car in the middle of a hurricane. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, you just don't know. It's so unsure. Well, anyway, so 
we get up the next morning and or I got up and I was being really quiet so that I didn't wake them up because everybody was sleeping pretty well and and you know when you're at Disney you're hyped up anyway so I think we slept but not slept kind of thing we were kind of mm-hmm. restless and so all of a sudden I guess Angela had to go to the restroom and she's like no you're not going down there by yourself she's like I feel like one of us needs to go with you and I'm like okay that's fine so she went with me and we went downstairs well of course that little guy was not there and so this sweet lady Elena so anybody who goes to yacht club and meets Miss Elena she is fabulous asked for her sweet sweet lady from the Ukraine and she just was like sweetie I don't know anything about what you're talking about so there was no list or he didn't list or he didn't leave this list with these people and she said but we're gonna take care of you it's gonna be fine and why she was doing something else this lady was coming around and she was of some kind of management position but she didn't have an iPad like some people did that were helping people and um, she's like, what room? And I said, 2150. And she said, I can't check you in that room, but I am 99.9% sure that your room is one of the ones that was canceled. So you should not have to move. We should be able to keep you. Which is so lucky. No, I know. We were just sitting there thinking, they could move somebody, to, they could put somebody somewhere else. Why would you want to clean our room and send us to a clean room? I mean, we were just trying to think logically. But um, so then she kept working with us and then the guy next to her was working with somebody and finally they weren't getting anywhere it was i felt like sorry for them because they kept apologizing to us but you know how it is they were on the same system so apparently when there's a issue like this they're on the same um reservation line that we go on you know how we're online for like eight hours at a time so like they kept putting the phone like hanging off their ear because they could still hear the music and they're like I don't know if you've ever had to be on here before. And I'm like, yes, I have. I like do the know. cast members had to be on there? Yeah, they were on like the reservation lines that we call in as agents because they're technically <sighs> trying to find bookings for people. This is crazy. Disney, you need to figure something else out. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that was crazy. And my client that was there, she said that they waited three hours, but they had they knew all their stuff before they went to sleep Tuesday night. Um, she was, but she said, I waited three hours because I wanted to make sure that we were taken care of. And I said, I appreciate that. I'm so sorry that it happened to you. But they were perfectly happy with everything that turned out for them because they were given the Disney Plus price. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so that promotion that we were all talking about. So then that little manager guy comes out after we've been at the desk, probably an hour, me and this other lady were cutting up. We're like, you can give us cots and we'll sleep right here in this lobby. We can have dance parties. You can roll out a screen and we'll watch movies. It'll be fine. And I never, we never saw them again, which is odd after the whole thing, but we all got put in rooms. But anyway, it got all taken care of. The manager guy went in the back and within 15 minutes, we were told, yep, you get to stay in your room. Yep, you're taken care of and you get the hurricane rate. Well, the hurricane rate was $600 a night and that seemed a little excessive to me, especially since it wasn't my fault that I was having to stay. But at the same time, my husband's like, you have to do what you have to do because, you know, if we have to pay for this, we'll figure it out. But he's like, I don't want you guys out trying to find some place. There are people from all over Florida trying to find a place. Right. So if you get stuck at Disney in a hurricane, they will find something for you. They'll do their best. Not a guarantee. They'll do their best to find yes. something somewhere for you. On property. Um, 
on property. Now, this is only if you are a guest. You can't just randomly be like, hey, Disney, I'm in Florida. Can you check me in? They're going to take care of their people who have been there or who have reservations there first. Um, and then they give you a hurricane rate, two takeaways, right? Right. So that was the first thing then that we felt very much at ease. But the thing that they told us was do what you need to do. You can leave the resort until 3 p.m. At 3 p.m., we're going on a lockdown. Now, obviously, people were not bright and there were people still trying to go out when the weather was starting to pick up. It wasn't horrible at 3 p.m., but we listened to them because they've already done a hurricane one or two times. They know how to do it. Why would I want to go outside and risk being hit by a tree limb or something like that? So we listened and we stayed in at 3 p.m. Well, so at lunchtime, they um, had these boards and you can see them on vlogs. I, I saw the same one. They must use the same thing for all the resorts, which is makes sense. They have this whole group of people that come in kind of like a SWAT team when you have a problem, only they were the Disney hurricane team. And so people, I guess on Monday, they said cast members got emails that said, are you willing to do this? That means you have to come there to stay. You're there till the hurricane's over. You get eight hours of sleep. You know, they let you have, but you get double time and you work. And so the lifeguards and stuff even came and did like duty helping with the kids and this characters and stuff like that. So, um, but anyway, they have this menu and for Disney pricing, this was really good. They didn't overcharge you. They weren't trying to make money. They were just trying to get you taken care of is what it sounded like. Yes. So they had several sandwich choices, but we were trying to let the crowds die down. So ham was the only choice that we had left, which is totally fine. I love ham. Um, but we got a ham sandwich, a banana, carrots and ranch dressing, potato chips and a cookie for $7 flat rate. And you just go pay for it and they hand you a bag. And like I said, if you want to go on, you can watch vlogs. There's plenty of people that were there during the hurricane that got those little bagged lunches. And then at dinner time, they opened up Ale and Compass, but it wasn't as the normal restaurant because they had to feed the whole resort. So they were encouraging us to eat in our rooms or somewhere else. I mean, some people were just having a picnic right there in the lobby. That was most people I've ever seen in the Yacht Club, Club lobby. But you went in in there and the first thing you did is pick between tomato caprice and a wedge salad. And then they said, here's your four entree choices grilled chicken, roast beef, mahi-mahi, or t chicken tenders. And I'm not usually the chicken tender girl, but they looked amazing and they had just taken them out of the fryer. So I got chicken tenders. Broccolini, uh, mashed potatoes, and cavatappi noodles with a red sauce were your side choices. And then your dessert choice was either a brownie and a, and a mini 50th cupcake, birthday cupcake thingy, sugar cookie and that little cupcake, or a little strawberry torte with the little cupcake. And I got the strawberry torte only because I'd had it before um, at Cape May Cafe because they have those little bite-sized desserts. So that restaurant, is it normally that four-course meal? No, that is usually you, off, you order off the menu, but they streamlined everything. And from what I've seen on the vlogs, that's what they did at every resort with their um, table service restaurant. They opened one table service restaurant and they had opened the quick serve. And you could either get the quick serve bag lunch again, or you could go there and it was $20 and you got your drink. We were saying it was a really good deal because- For 20 bucks, that's a really good deal. Just the chicken fingers and French fries is like $12 or something. We got a drink, a dessert, um, a, and um, an appetizer because we got either the salad or the 
tomato caprice. So you got to pick which one you wanted. And then we got to the end of the line and they had it all laid out. It was silverware, everything all in packaged up for us with tons of napkins and all the condiments that we needed. We could take as much as we wanted. And then we had the big brown bags to pack it all in so we could take it back to our rooms or to wherever else we wanted to sit and eat, which a lot of people did eat in the lobby. We went back up to the room because there were a lot of people. But $20, I, I felt yeah. really good about the fact that they were really taken care of and they were checking on everybody. The one thing I would say is we were at the Yacht Club. Yes, obviously that is a deluxe resort. And so I, if I was there again, which I don't anticipate or I'm not going to plan on being there during a hurricane again, but ours was enclosed like your resort. Yes. Well, and something also to consider is that the resort I was at, the resort you were at, it is enclosed. However, it is not enclosed to all guests. We were lucky that we were in the main lobby. You were lucky you were in the main lobby. Right. Guests that were off in wings, I wonder how it worked for them. So I'm wondering if it's the same way that it happened with Pop Century and Art of Animation. And we just know that one, because I, I have watched a vlogger, but also because we met some people on the bus and they were saying they didn't tell them they had to be locked down until 9 p.m. Okay. On Wednesday night. And honestly, it was just raining. It wasn't, it was windy, but we've had rains like that here. Were they great? No, because they're the ones that like big golf balls of hail came and damaged our cars and stuff like that. But they, I don't think they were going to kill somebody if they were out in it, if that makes any sense. So but by 9 p.m., they needed their rations. They needed all their stuff and be in their room because they were not really supposed to leave their room until noon the next day, at least. And if it was still looking sketchy outside, they didn't want people coming out of their rooms. Did they give people stuff for breakfast to like have in their rooms? Like the bags and stuff. Yeah. And like people were clearing the shelves and they had to put li limits on the stuff even at our resort due to the situation we're limiting you to two bags of M&Ms or two uh, two chocolate milks or two because they didn't want everybody to not get any food. Yeah. And <clears throat> I do know that the people that were in the villas for Yacht and Beach Club, they were still coming over because there was enough of a walkway. I guess they felt comfortable doing it. Now in the middle of the night, I don't know. I don't think they came over because that's when the brunt of everything happened was Wednesday to Thursday. And we woke up Thursday morning to texts and phone calls because you guys were seeing what was on Good Morning America. The news, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, we didn't, we ex we packed to-go bags. I didn't tell you that part, sorry. Because Jennifer had lived in Panama City, she's like, we need to-go bags. And we're like, what do you mean? And she said, if an alarm goes off and they say we have to get off this floor, like there's a tornado, we need to go down to the conference room. We need a to-go bag, like with extra clothes in it, maybe some socks our sweatshirts because we might get chilly, our battery packs for our phone, you know, like we just packed all this stuff in a, in our backpacks and then we were ready so that we could just grab and go. And none of that happened. We don't even know if the electricity went out because we found out the next night that Disney, which makes sense, they have generators big enough for to cover their resorts. In my panic, I did talk to the lady at Wilderness Lodge and just asked random questions and one of them was about power going out and she said that they are are rated where they have enough generators to power everything so they don't have to worry about that if, if power goes out everything will still run as uh, you won't really notice well that was the other thing and i should know that because it's disney but right the other thing was jennifer had us fill up the tub 
because if something happened to the water, we would still be able to use the toilet. And that's what people in hurricanes do who aren't at somewhere like Disney. Correct. But she wasn't sure how it worked exactly. And we were grateful that she even thought of it because we're like, you know, you have to go to the bathroom still. Mm -hmm. So we kept telling everybody we were okay. I took pictures and sent them. And yes, it looked gloomy, but, and we could tell that the water level had raised a ton, but we didn't realize the extent of what had happened that night because we were kind of sheltered. Yeah. We felt guilty. And that's what we were saying. Everyone's checking on us and we feel guilty because we were safe. And these poor people, like my cousin lost, um, I don't know if I told you that yesterday or not, but his, like his living room and kitchen and everything were still looked exactly like somebody had just left for the day. And then he opened his bedroom door and the wall was gone. And so why we appreciated everybody checking on us and we so appreciate the prayers from everybody because we really feel like that was what made it absolutely so, so right, much better that. for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we had so many people praying. We really didn't feel the impact of it. We saw the impact of it. And I think that was the scariest thing. Like right across the bridge at the Swan and Dolphin, they had flooding right across the bridge. You know that you can walk there. It's nothing. It's not even a mile walk. So we were so close and we didn't have that. And water got into those pools. And, you know, you reported for our news, if you haven't listened to it already, listeners for Wednesday, we talked about the Polynesian pool turning green. And a lot of the pools flooded the Caribbean beach. Somebody did an entire vlog on that of all the flooding. They're staying at Caribbean beach and they went around and looked at all the flooded areas and just some of the stuff that I was talking to you about. It was just crazy. But anyway, while the actual storm was going on, as soon as they knew that we were going to have to go on lockdown, um, they told us that special guests would be arriving, which my friend was like, what special? I think she thought like famous people. I don't think she was, <laughs> I don't think she was in Disney thinking. She mode. wasn't thinking about Disney. Right. But they had all those girls that I call cruise director cast members from the pool were there. This, the lifeguards were there. And then we had Mickey... Pluto. You had a lot. Joy from Inside Out and Winnie the Pooh. They weren't out the entire time as much as the girls were, but they, it would seem like they were going in and out of their room about every hour and a half because they were right down the hall from us, which was kind of crazy. I'm like, oh, there's Mickey again. Like, it was no big deal. He's my neighbor. Yeah, and all of us. So that was something that Disney does to kind of make, try and make things um, a little special for especially like kids who might be nervous about everything going on. So that's the difference of just getting a random hotel or like you said, Vicki, maybe staying at a condo and then doing things the Disney way. Disney still tried really hard to make it fun. Um, and again, not trying to make light of a bad situation, but for children who are probably very nervous, this helped ease some of those nerves. Like they got to focus on the characters coming out and still seeing the characters. And they got to get their pictures and they probably were closer longer and did more, well, they were, they got to do more with them than they normally do at the parks because it was just the people in the resort. It wasn't the entire park, of course. They had dance parties with them. They got to watch movies all together. They got to play games. And that was the one thing that the Elena, the lady that I said asked for her at the Yacht Club, we asked her if she had done this before and she said she wasn't at this resort at the time. She was here for Irma and she was on another property or another resort property. But she said, I feel like that 
even though there's destruction in this, that God allows there to be blessings. And she said, for me, I always volunteer to work for these because the blessing is watching these parents have one-on-one time and family time with their families and really enjoying them and spending that quality time that some of these kids don't ever see. And we know that from teaching. And so she said she would always, unless she was not unable, health-wise or something, would always work the the hurricanes because of that. It, it's got to be neat to see because, you know, at, at not saying Disney rushes you, but it is like you're in a line, you know, there's people behind you and you need your purpose is to go and take a couple pictures and then the move, say hi and move along. But that's not the feel from what you are sending and what the pictures I was seeing online, that's not the feel, it's a resorts. It was just the characters are there to spend time with you and interact with you and just be another friend. And the other thing that I really loved, and she didn't say this part, but she said, you'll just see it's magical. Everybody was friendly. Like everybody was like, you know, nobody was happy. We knew we weren't leaving it. We couldn't get a flight out till Saturday, but we're like, we're just gonna make the best of it. And everybody was saying hi to everybody. And up until that point, you know, the cast members always say hi to you. That's just a given, but like strangers just stopping and saying, hi, where are you from? How is it, how are you doing today? I hope you're having a good day. You know, just, and that continued after they let us leave the property, you know, like go out, out back when the parks opened up again on Friday, everything was on a delayed start. They, and this is the one thing that I liked and I'm sure the people that were off property didn't like it, but they started with letting all the resort guests go there two hours prior to guests off property. And I, and I really felt like that was fair because it does cost more to stay on property. We know that. I mean, for the most part, unless you're staying at a really lotty top place outside of there. But um, that gave them two hours to really maximize in the parks. Well, I wish I could say the same was for everybody's moods at the airport, but that was not the case. <laughs> I watched a lady chug a bottle of wine in line for TSA oh straight from the bottle. I mean, she just, she had the whole bottle and she was just chugging it before before she went through the, the security check. I was like, oh, she's gonna be fun on her flight. Um, and then there was a time that everybody's alarms went off at the same time for like a weather update. Right. That was just, and it was saying that the hurricane was gonna be there within the next like 24 hours or something. I don't know. Um, but everybody's alarms start going like, and there was, I've never seen the airport so packed, thousands of people. And everybody's went off at the exact same time. And it was just the spookiest thing ever. And I was on the phone with my mom and we were sitting under like this, like something that was all glass, like a skylight. And I was like, I'm from the Midwest, there's tornadoes. So I was like, I think something's hidden right now. I think we need to go seek shelter. And somebody like tapped me and they showed me the update that said like in the next 24 hours. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. (laughs) I was like a total panic, like, ah, it's a tornado. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know they, I don't know. Um, And it was just, again, it was weird hearing every single person's phone just start going off on this alert. Yeah. Um, Yeah, people were not, in quite as chipper moods because everybody was, fly, everybody was there 
looking for a flight home and everybody's flights were getting canceled and we were just lucky enough that ours didn't. Yes, you were. So that was not my first hurricane. It was my first hurricane at Disney. In that intensity at Disney, yes. Uh, We had the hurricanes in North Carolina, but we didn't live near the ocean. So I was like, this is insane. We're canceling, canceling school, but they're used to the high winds. They go far enough inland and knocking trees down and stuff like that. So I had been through one prior to Kaylee being born. So it's been a long time ago, but yeah, it was just very different. But the thing for me is just watching these poor people and the devastation that they've been through. Mm-hmm. And that could have been us if Disney wasn't as prepared as they are to make sure like they were sandbagging things so that people's rooms didn't get flooded and stores weren't flooded and just, it's just amazing. And I know that we talk Disney and we, people get tired of us probably talking about Disney sometimes, but as amazing as experiences, it could have been considering it was a, a devastating thing going on in that state. I, I hate saying that it's like people weren't prepared or, or weren't, weren't taking it as seriously like disney is fortunate to have a lot of resources that people didn't like i was watching the news where they were bringing in um like truckloads of sand and people were waiting there for hours to get the sand and it it just went so so fast as soon as it was dumped it was gone right and so they just they didn't have the same resources that Disney had where they could like all all of the bags of sand that you possibly could want or need we've got them like right. all of the food that you could possibly want or need we've got it we've we've we're prepared like people even if they wanted to be prepared just don't have the resources to be as prepared so you guys didn't go to the park on Tuesday did you no we went to the airport and stayed at the airport pretty much the whole day so the weirdest thing or and and again it's just not from never having done it but they had like the strongest saran wrap i ever saw in my life it was plastic but it wrapped like saran wrap and all the kiosks you know from all the um from the food and wine festival they were closed and wrapped up probably two oh. or three hours before um the park closed because they at that time didn't know exactly when it was going to hit it was going to be wednesday morning so i'm sure they were having to do some they were they'd leave a couple open but then you'd see people all of a sudden wrapping this stuff up. It's amazing. They just have this team of people that are capable of doing all this stuff. And See, we were really nervous because I, I don't know. I feel like we might have been out of luck because our reservation was only until Tuesday and then we were supposed to leave. So if our flight got canceled that night, we had already checked out of Disney. I don't know if they'd be like, okay, yeah, you can come back. Like, as soon as we checked out at, and they make you check out at 11, I don't know if they would be as willing to check us back in. Yeah, I d- that is different. So we were kind of like <laughs> really nervous about that as well. Like, will what will happen to us? And I, I went and I asked and she was like, oh, I don't know. It'll, it'll all depend on availability. You know, right now we're moving everybody out of the cabins um, and you know, these all these people who are in cabins or bungalows at Polynesian, they're all getting moved right now. And that was Tuesday morning that I was talking to her about that. And so she's like, it will all just depend on availability if we were able to um, accommodate you guys again. So the other interesting thing was 
there were more people that drive. I just don't think about driving because we have to drive from so far, but there were a lot of people that drove. So as soon as Thursday, three o'clock came, there were a lot of people that left in their cars. Oh. So when we got up Friday morning, after seeing so many people in the yacht club, first of all, it was back to service as normal because it was all cleaned up, all the little party stuff that from the characters being there and all that, it was gone because they had, you know, they had lived through it already. They knew that it was over. So a lot of people woke up on Friday and left? Yeah, no, or Thursday night and Friday morning. So by the time Saturday morning got there, there was like nobody and they weren't checking anybody in, they said until the third. So anyways, it was a good, bad experience, if that makes any sense. It was not a happy thing because we were so unsure of what we were gonna be dealing with but we were totally taken care of. And um, I appreciate any of you that knew that what was going on. I was trying to post as much as I could. So if you didn't get a chance to see some of the stuff that goes on at Disney during a hurricane, I posted that on our Facebook page for you guys to look at just because I was just so in awe of it all. I was worried about, about food and like how they would do all that. So it was interesting to hear from you that they they made it affordable. I was afraid they might take advantage of, right. you know, like, okay, well, you have to have food. So here you go. We're going to give you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and we're going to charge you $20 for it. Right. So I was happy to hear that they gave you decent food and they didn't charge you an arm and a leg for it. And they gave you the option. Like, if you want the good food, it's 20 bucks. If you want a ham and cheese sandwich, you need to um, make things a little more affordable. We've got something with plenty of food for you for $7. Like that just seemed very fair. And I'm glad that they did it like that. Yeah. We were also blessed because we had food just to snack in the room. Now, obviously it wasn't the best situation. Like it wasn't the healthiest food for us. We had chips and stuff, but we figured if we ran out, we could still, we wouldn't die from living on chips and juice because we had plenty of both in our room. But, and the other thing, one more thing, and then I, I we can wrap it up, but the mousekeeping so obviously we were in our rooms a lot everybody was that was there they came around every day you know how they come now every other day well they came every day and knocked on our doors and said so they'd say what do you need and they would just take a list from us and we would give them our towel our used towels and wash rags and they'd give us new towels new toilet paper new coffee everything and the last day they came and they're like are you sure you don't need it? Like, it was almost like they were saying, you deserve this. <laughs> and she was like, are you sure you don't need any coffee and maybe some shampoo for your last shower here? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and so um, we got to bring some of that 50th anniversary coffee home because there was no way. I was the only one that drank coffee in my room. And so we brought it home to the girls so that they could have the 50th anniversary. But I just thought it was nice that they came every day. They were so sweet. We left them some a bottle of wine and something else and then a tip also and told them thank you because we they didn't that's one thing you don't have in a Disney hotel that you have at like a timeshare is we have a broom and stuff and all four of us have really long hair and we felt so bad. I was trying to pick it up with toilet paper with all the hair that was just like you know how it happens. Oh, my hair is I've I've been shedding like crazy since this this last baby. My, my hair just keeps falling out in chunks. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, we cleaned it up as much as we could and everything. I just I just felt bad because I was like, we've been in this room for seven days. <laughs> and so it's seen a lot of time. But it was interesting. Well, we're glad you were taken care of. 
I'm glad you got home. I was so worried about it. I'm glad. I would have been okay being stuck there if my whole family was there. And I said, I feel sure. really bad saying that because I feel like a bad mom. Like, oh, it'd be, I'd be fine if my kids were stuck in this hurricane with me. Um, but it was the being away from them and not knowing when I was going to be able to be back with them that was just really, really bothering me. So Swan and Dolphin, we know, is owned by Marriott, but is included in the Disney reservation system. Um, by the way, we were on Mirrors, and both times we were in one of those little shuttles. We didn't pay the extra money for the little shuttles. The first one wasn't as nice as the second one. It was all like leather seats, and it was dark black window. They pulled up in this black, um, huge Ford vehicle that had all our luggage in it, but the couple that were on there with us and their daughter, they were at Swan and Dolphin. They didn't do meals for them. And they, like, we were telling them all the stuff. She's like, nope, nope, nope. I am so ready to be home. And, um, but there were some people that couldn't get out till Sunday too. So obviously we weren't there to see those people, but yeah, I, I was glad you got home because I don't know when you would have otherwise. Me either. <laughs> and it worked out. I mean, I feel really sorry for my student teacher, but at the same time, I told her, I said, they know you know how to do what you're doing. And you're very lucky to have had a student teacher. Correct. I, I went home, slept for about three hours, um, and then I taught. <laughs> oh my the gosh. Next day. It was fun. No, I didn't realize the whole school pretty much knew where I was, so that was entertaining. Yeah. I came back and everybody's like, I'm so sorry. It's crazy. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us. I know this was kind of a Debbie Downer episode, but at the same time, we were trying to lift you up and let you know that if you get stuck at Disney in a hurricane situation, you will be taken care of better than probably would anywhere else. A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at yourstorytravel.com or text us at 636-373-4497. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, Text Stephanie or me, Vicki, at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our TikTok account, Your Story Travel. And be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish out the latest rumors and news and we chat at the gate. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Have a magical day, my friends. So here is a riddle to guess if you can sing the bells of Notre Dame. What makes a monster and what makes a man? Whatever that pitch, you can feel them bewitch you, the rich and the ritual.